Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lore Lodge official podcast, which may or may not soon be rebranded to the Lorecast. I'm your host Aiden Mattis, this is our co-host and producer Aiden Thornbury, and today we are joined by the magnificent Don Marshall, also known as the obscure Lord of the Rings facts guy on TikTok. Don, you want to introduce yourself? Hello, yes, I'm the obscure Lord of the Rings facts guy on TikTok. <laughs> All right, short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, <laughs> we love that. So, uh, yeah, give us a. Uh, you, you got into a little bit uh, with us with us in the the pre show, but um, you know, t- tell us about your background, how you ended up getting into this kind of like uh, this sort of content creation. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, full disclosure, and I say this on any podcast that I appear on, or anytime someone asks me, "How do I do this? How do I just make videos?" Don't use me as a metric for uh, success or even gaining traction on social media platform. I am a uh, former theater kid, former speech and debate kid that loved the sound of his own voice for the first, you know, twenty or so years of his life. Uh, majored in journalism at college, got my first journalism gig, um, and just uh, let's just say if if anyone watching has ever watched their local news, there's a reason that 90% of the people on your local news station are either like in their 60s and 70s or like in their early 20s. <laughs> the burnout rate in journalism is so high. Like yeah. you just like I got out after. I think it was like seven or eight years professionally and just it's it's tough. But um, after I got out, I needed that creative outlet. So I needed something to like to do. So um, I actually just had my one year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Thanksgiving of 2020. Um, my wife and I go up to see my mother-in-law and uh, we come back and uh, or, or rather I come back. She stays uh, for the weekend and I'm like, I'm bored. I'm going to go on TikTok and I see a video by the name uh, by a guy by the name of Heston Horwin and who's now a good buddy of mine, a uh, great uh, content creator. If you don't, please go check him out. Um, that was for you both, Aiden, as yeah. well as anybody watching this. <laughs> um, and and uh, he made a video basically saying Gandalf was 8,000 years old and I pulled the biggest um, actually in my life <laughs> and uh, just made one video and then i'm like i have other videos that i can make that's an obscure lord of the rings fact and it just kept going and going and going and i eventually made six of them at one night i stayed up until three o'clock in the morning and uh it was it was um it was crazy because the next morning i woke up to ten thousand followers and yep that's how it goes (laughs) yeah so sheer dumb luck absolutely no control over my own destiny or the algorithm or what have you it was just a mess that is like point for point the exact same experience i had pretty much yeah. like i i remember the the first night that i really started gaining any like serious number of followers i had been sitting at work i was bored uh it was like three days before my last day and i just made a video where i was like national park service was uh founded to uh hide the wendigos from the people and <laughs> and it it just blew up so fast and I you remember in conspiracy theory talk yeah i think that's a i mean i i just think wendigos as a as a folklore item are fascinating mm. like just the oh, they are they the, absolutely are the story and like how how seriously it's taken um you know because because in a lot of like european folklore like a lot of europeans don't really take stuff like that seriously anymore mm-hmm. um especially because so much european stuff is just so utterly fantastical and we've gotten so used to the fantasy genre that like 
Don't um, you put dirt on Nessie's name. <laughs> you get my point. But, uh, you know, in Native American culture, these are all, like, very deeply held beliefs. And I, oh, yeah. I can't help but think that, you know, there's there's got to be a reason that they take these things so seriously. So even if we're looking at something that's evolved and mutated and, and become something much more uh, legendary over the years, I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting to go back and compare and contrast, uh, especially the, the stories of like cannibalistic and man eating, um, you know, semi-human uh, monsters from around the world. Cause so many of them are so similar and, you know, you got to wonder like, where did all this, why, why do we have a universal fear of certain things? So that's mm. kind of, that's what I find most interesting about that. But that was, that was what happened to me is that I did, I did that. I made a video and uh, I was actually hanging out with him. We were getting ready to go to the bar. We were jamming to his friend's power hour. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, pounding, pounding a shitty beer. And <laughs> I, I looked down at my phone and I'd gone from like 600 to a thousand, I think. Mm. Oh. And I was like, I think I might hit like 1,500 tonight. And mm-hmm. then next morning I wake up to 17,000 and I was like, oh. Yep. oh. It kept, it kept oh, going. Okay. It, was like, it was like, I think, like he was like, I think I might, 15, might hit 1,500 tonight. And then like an hour later, I think I might hit 2,000 tonight. Yeah. I think I might hit 2,500 tonight. <laughs> and it's just like, once it hit 2,500, he just kind of looked at me and he was like, we need to do something about this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm in." laughs> But and here we are that, all these months really, later. That is really how it goes with that stuff. And that's when people ask and they're like, you know, how, how do you, cause I've had friends who have asked me kind of half joking, like, Oh, how do I get famous on TikTok?" And I'm like, talk about something you're passionate about. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's best <laughs> advice. Best advice you can give something that, you know, whatever it is that when you're like, really like you're, having a really good conversation with somebody and like you get into a groove of something that you genuinely enjoy talking about and you can just easily communicate it, go with that, start talking yeah. about that. And you know, eventually the algorithm will find the right niche to put you in and boom, you know, obviously of course there's, that's not going to happen to everybody. Right, uh, there's a, right. a huge degree of luck involved. Oh, but absolutely. It's it, that finding something you're passionate about and just speaking on it is the way to go. Um, yep. Because at the very least, you get an outlet and you get to talk about it and you know, maybe you have a small audience who really enjoys it or maybe you find a, a huge audience and then, yeah. Um, and that's the thing that I love about TikTok is that it is so genuine. Most of the time, I yeah. think that's one of the big reasons why as soon as they introduced ads, I skip past every ad because oh, yeah. it's, yeah, everything is just so manufactured in that sort of space. The, the people that create the ads don't know how to tap into that sort of genuine thing. And I, I tell anybody that I've worked with that's a sponsor, like, look, I'll do your ad, but I need to do it my way because exactly. I know it works and you, you don't. I know the space. Yeah, and it's, it, it drives me insane when you see like these like really high quality, like produced Hollywood ads on, on apps like TikTok and, um, and YouTube and Instagram. And the thing is, I see an ad and I just, I, I watch it because I want to support whoever I'm, I'm watching. Right, 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 right. But I would much, like, if that person is coming to me and saying, you know, I really love this brand of jacket and I wear mine all the time, I'm going to I'm gonna take them a lot more seriously than some oh, ad absolutely. that's just playing before their video. And yeah. the, 
the advertising industry does not seem to have caught on to this, which I think no. is very interesting. You know who has, though? You know who has? Duolingo. Yes. Whoever is running <laughs> that account is an absolute genius. I count, like, Duolingo and Lil Nas X as, yep. like, the absolute rulers of the TikTok. Charlie D'Amelio doesn't count. She got very lucky, and her f- parents are very rich. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw one more in there. It's Ryanair, which is the Irish... Uh, like airline yeah they are they're like the cheapest airline like in the world essentially (laughs) but they just the tiktoks they have are just so fantastic i'll have to check that out yeah they're really fun and uh i mean of course the other the other ryan in the room you know ryan reynolds who just he doesn't post much though he's just a genius in general let's be honest when he does when he does i Like, I have cell phone service. I, I just want to get Mint Mobile just because he <laughs> just because he owns it. Uh, hot take, Ryan Reynolds is great, but Henry Cavill has a grip on my heart so strong. Yes, we know. That I 100%. 100%. PC yeah. Gamer was so passionate about The Witcher that he called his agent before they were even casting to say, I want to play this role. <laughs> the, man, the man is on another level. Missed yes. the missed the initial call to that he got the role for Superman because, because he was playing World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Yes, fun but, fact. Speaking of which, I I have my Geralt Funko Pop right yes, here. Beautiful. Oh, I got I got my Witcher necklace that I wear every day. So y'all yeah, are some gets... of the good nerds. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's get oh, into yeah. it. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I uh, but yeah. Speaking of getting into it, um, the. One of the things I, I had said I wanted to talk about was I, uh, the specifically the lore behind elves and dwarves in Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings, because I was I was brushing up on it and you know watching some some lore videos and whatnot. And are you okay? You good? It might be the hot sauce. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, my dog. Did you, give, like, your, did you give your dog hot sauce? No, he was demanding that he be allowed to have some of my Indian food, so I let him have a taste oh. of the tikka masala sauce and. Mm. Um, he he did not learn his lesson. Yeah, we were trying to get him to learn the lesson that like that's not food you want. No, and he no. just kind of sat there for a solid two minutes, licking his nose like such cognitive dissonance because you could see the pain in one <laughs> side of his head, but the other side of his head is like, but it's food. Yep. So, it hurts so good. Yeah, yeah so exactly. he's just he's just sitting here looking at me, and I'm like, you're, are you all right? <laughs> But uh, look, here comes a consequence. Consequence. Yeah. Con- Sorry, so, I speak most exclusively in TikTok sounds now. It, it, <laughs> my, it is what my it wife is. and I are just <laughs> our vocabulary half of it is just um, that. Anyway, yeah, sorry, so, elves and dwarves. Yeah, elves and dwarves. You know, uh, so there, there definitely are some. I, I think with elves more, more so than dwarves. I think Tolkien mm-hmm. actually kind of didn't adjust all that much with dwarves, in my opinion, <laughs> when it yeah, comes to the actual really. Scandinavian lore behind them. But I, uh, you know, he's obviously you know master of of linguistics and 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 european languages i uh, very well versed in his folklore but i uh, the the way he gives these origin stories um mm. especially for the elves that's the one i find the most interesting because mm-hmm. they really are he, he, there's almost nothing in norse mythology that's recorded about elves we know that they are mm. from alfheim we don't know exactly what they are they're not jotnar they're not uh, Icier or Vanir. They're just this other thing who have their own domain and it's perfect and beautiful and that's all we get. And then Tolkien mm-hmm. just comes along and like what people don't seem to know is that the Lord of the Rings is like the one that did the best, but 
it was almost a fanfic for the Silmarillion. <laughs> like, oh, it absolutely was. It absolutely was. And that's what so many people fail to like, fail to grasp. Well, not fail to grasp, but it's not very widely public information, but like the Lord of the Rings trilogy was never his intent. Like this wasn't the Magnum Opus. The Magnum Opus was the Silmarillion and the publishers were just like, no, it's it's not going to happen because original. Get it. It, it, it? Excuse me while I go on a tangent here, but oh, to it. your point, the elves were not originally called elves. When he was writing his first draft, they were called gnomes. Really, and he loved the idea of like this English folklore uh, revival because you know the 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 British, uh, uh, you know the, that that big landmass. I don't. <laughs> necessarily know what you'd call it back in tolkien's day versus present day but the landmass that contains england and ireland and wales and all of that british isles british isles okay thank you uh, of, of course you would know that i just need to ask historian um yeah, there you go so the british isles have their own like history and folklore but as you mentioned it's not like the deep-rooted history that like the ancient egyptians have or mm. the romans have nudge nudge wink wink um <laughs> previous video <laughs> it exists i promise if you know you mean you know. the circus <laughs> oh hey you listen have, uh, have an amalgamation of cultures that don't have anything to do with political or regional ties <laughs> this is one of oh, those yeah, if you homework. know you know moments. yeah oh, yeah. oh uh, they anyway. all know they all know anyway um yeah no it is uh it is basically this idea that the the elves were this creation of tolkien but they weren't always called the elves they were called the gnomes and they weren't like the little garden gnomes that you see um today it was very much like the same description he would just use the word gnomes and the idea of the dwarves coming from the rocks in the ground and the elves being the literal children of god and like the firstborn and like all of this stuff that comes with Tolkien. I'm, I'm not even really sure where I'm going with this. I just find it no, fascinating and I talk talking. about it. It's, it's, this, it's one of those things where like Tolkien took the lore of the elves, quote unquote, from you know the, the ancient mythos and just was like, I'm making it my own. And so many people don't realize that he is basically the baseline for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating to look at uh, elves in later uh, mm -hmm. fantasy stories whether you're looking at like uh the witcher or um you know of course then there's things like uh world of warcraft and and whatnot like because that's i think when i think elves like the three things i think of most are lord of the rings the witcher and uh world of warcraft mm -hmm. um which is <laughs> funny now that i think of it now that i'm saying it out loud but uh yeah i mean I was not aware of the gnomes thing at all, and and that is fascinating yeah. to me because it it really does kind of explain in the sense why they're not why they don't fit quite with the other two major um, elf traditions in right. European folklore, right. which of course are the the elves of Norse mythology and then the Tuatha Dé Danann of uh, of Irish mythology, mm -hmm. and it's just like you know it's it's fascinating to look into that, and also of course like it it's. Well, one thing I found watching the stuff you've posted is I I knew nothing about the original drafts of Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, they're so, a doozy. So like for example, I think the one that really caught me off guard was uh, Strider originally being Trotter, and it was Bilbo, and he the Rangers were like, can, can you explain? Yeah, <laughs> the, the process oh, there's of a how whole... we got from Hobbit oh, Rangers listen. to Numenorians. 
There's a whole, there's a whole, I could make an entire podcast series about this, let alone the 45 minutes we have left. Um, but yeah, the early drafts of Tolkien were an absolute mess, like a hot mess. Basically, he, Tolkien had this idea for this world because he was so inspired by the, the folklore of of the British Isles and and all of the elves and the dwarves and the the little fairy and the fae creatures that he basically just wanted to write his own fan fiction for it. And his initial stuff was really bad. Like I've I have read some of the original drafts in like the old basically uh for those that are unaware, Tolkien's son, Christopher Tolkien, uh after uh J.R.R. Tolkien's death was like my father has a lot of writings that are in the hundreds of pages long that explain the mythos of this world significantly. That's where right. we get the Silmarillion. It was published after his death. Mm -hmm. So he published all of these notes, and in doing so, we get a look at sort of the 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 forming of the story. In reading these stories about Middle Earth that include early drafts, you can get a sense of the forming of the world. Like the Strider. Aragorn was almost a hobbit that didn't have feet, and Sauron was almost not Sauron. He was actually just a cat that um, was like a, a tertiary bad guy. That what? oh, it's his name was Tavildo. He was a talking black cat, and he was going to be featured in the first age as the Lord of All Cat or the Prince of All Cats. Excuse me. And it was basically just like this because we get commentary from Christopher Tolkien in a lot of these books. That's like my father changed his mind several times over. And if you read all of the books with that theme in mind, you're like, this could have been a very different, like almost more whimsical, like the Hobbit type series instead of what we got in the Lord of the Rings, because he refined his, his writing style so much. And I would argue even that like, when you read the Hobbit versus the trilogy versus the Silmarillion, you get progressively more in the weeds of like yeah. the old English writing and the, the maturity of Tolkien's writing, even though he wrote the, the Hobbit as a, a full fledged adult professor that was like, uh, like, like on his own. Like I always tell people that like if Alan Rickman can get his first acting gig at 40 and Tolkien can write all of these books relatively later on in his life mm -hmm. and not like in his early 20s you can do anything right like you're yeah. going to be just fine age is not really the factor but like watching the story mature is crazy just a quick pause because Please. I just decided last weekend to start my Harry Potter binge because I haven't watched those movies in a long time mm -hmm. uh, and I'm freshly reminded with how much I love Alan Rickman that was really how old he was when he got his first acting gig? Die Hard. Hans Gruber is Alan no Rickman's way. first no acting way. gig. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, no, he, he had done, if I remember incorrectly, he had done theater before, mm, but yes. he had not had an on-screen performance before Hans Gruber, and the rest is history. What a great You, you mentioned away. that, though, and I, I forget if we mentioned this briefly last time, but uh, I think we did because we were talking about Robin Hood. Um, yeah. Have you seen Alan Rickman in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? I haven't in a while. It, I, I don't think I so remember him he, being in that. He plays the Sheriff of Nottingham. Um, okay. And it is the most theatrical Shakespearean performance I have ever seen. But it's on film with Kevin Costner. <laughs> so, like... 
it's that's just right. that's right it's that's just, right someone who's just like a slate yeah <laughs> it is it's it's so it, that is a masterpiece of cinema yeah um it, it, it like i just it, it, one of my all-time favorite movies it, absolutely a must watch but i, I watch no, that just, again soon because I, I haven't seen that since i was like yeah, eight i just i i love that um, i completely forgot he was in that until just now that is <laughs> Should go back. I feel like because I get this this feeling a lot. It's like I should go back and watch that. Yeah. And then it's like then you don't. Mm, maybe I, I really don't. Most of the time, I'll get like these hyper fixations. Like I should play through all of the Halo games before Infinite comes out. And then I'm like, eh, maybe I'll just watch like a 30 minute recap on yeah. YouTube. I've, and that's I've been it. Getting that with the Indiana Jones series the past like 40 yeah. hours. I'm really feeling a rewatch, but I'm like, you got to get through the Potter movies first, and then you mm-hmm. can do Jones. I, I'm still a little stuck on the fact that uh, Tolkien almost wrote Warriors before it came out. The the books about the cats. Huh? <laughs> like if Sauron was supposed to be the prince of cats. So so just just to clarify, <laughs> Tavildo the talking cat uh, was going to be featured in a story that is personally my favorite chapter of anything the Tolkien has ever written. It's called The Tale of Baron and Luthien. It's mentioned yes. briefly in the uh, original trilogy and then gone into way more detail in the Silmarillion. It's chapter 19 and it's 29 pages long in the Mariner version, just in case anyone is looking for an obscure Lord of the Rings fact. I try and stuff well, in there. But the the story is such that it is the tale of a human and an, uh, uh, a guy and a female elf and they fall in love and it's very Aragorn and Arwen-esque. Mm-hmm. These are actually both their ancestors because, fun fact, Aragorn and Arwen are actually related, which was the second ever video I made. That yeah, was... I mean, it's looking back at, you know, medieval aristocracy that's oh yeah that's pretty We're, that's standard full disclosure uh they are distant cousins yeah. like i my if i did my math right it's 87 times removed but i'm terrible at math so don't take my word for it <laughs> so yeah at, listen i i i always give the caveat for most of like my twitch lives or my youtubes it's like listen i know a lot about the obscure lord of the rings facts however I am wrong on a lot of stuff. That's my wife, by the way. It happens. Hi, wife. Yeah. Everyone says hello. She says hi back. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, Tavildo the cat, one of those very bizarre things that Tolkien took in its very early infancy and transformed into, I'm going to make this the big bad guy of a trilogy. Like, I want you to think for a second how much less menacing it would be if Sauron in the movie was Salem from Sabrina the uh, Teenage Witch. <laughs> Yeah, but just think about how sassy he'd be Tavildo. <laughs> oh, that's and true. To Frodo. Yeah, Tavildo would be a sass master for sure. Just I see that. you, Mr. Frodo. Give me back my ring. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> oh, anyway. Now, I, wait, so I how a, does but how does this roll into the story of uh, I need a supercut of that now? Yes, Baron sorry. Luthien. Sorry. So Baron and Luther sorry, I tend to get sidetracked if that hasn't been apparent over the last twenty five minutes. You You're good. He's the supposed tale of... to keep us on track. Yeah, I'm the one that... who derails us. Unless he's making oh. a 30-minute joke, don't start. Anyway, I won't sorry. do the 30-minute <laughs> banana joke again. <laughs> it's called The Aristocats. Um, any... Great movie. Anybody... Uh, Fantastic I... film. It's a... Bring it back, my childhood. <laughs> Baron and Luthien. <laughs> anyway, Baron and Luthien. By the way, nobody Google The Aristocrats uh, joke because it is a terrible... 
We'll talk about it after filming. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. the tale of Baron and Luthien, an elf and a human, they fall in love. They try and go after Sauron's master Morgoth and steal one of his jewels, because apparently Tolkien has a thing for precious gems and jewelry and just stealing it. It happens more than three times. Four? That's jewelry. Is he Catwoman? No, but I, it seems like we're getting very dangerously close to Tolkien invented cat girls, and I don't like that. <laughs> Why? Um, you know what? Not... <laughs> Not quite, not quite. I'm happy to say that that is he, not the case. He he was approaching the point rapidly. <laughs> there was there was definitely a sentient cat mantra within his uh, within within his um his his moniker. Yeah. But Baron and Luthien fall in love. They are like, all right, we're gonna be in love. We're a human and an elf. And Luthien's dad is like, absolutely not. You right. can't marry my daughter because of elf At supremacy. Which, yeah, of, of course, of course. At which point the human goes, uh, yeah, you can't tell me what to do down with the patriarchy. <laughs> Truly, Tolkien, the original uh, feminist um, and non-toxic <laughs> masculine role model. He was so, about pat patriarchy, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cara Delevingne, for that one. <laughs> so, um, the, the uh, elf's father, whose name... Oh my god, I'm the obscure Lord of the Rings sex guy, and I can't remember this guy's name. You know what? I'm halfway through an Arnold Palmer at this yeah, point, so it's fine. Um, anyway, the elf's father is like, all right, fine. I'll let you marry my daughter, but you need to bring me a jewel from the crown of my arch enemy who happens to be Sauron's master Morgoth, who lives in the cave underneath a 65,000-foot mountain that is not just a mountain. It's covered in slag. And it just, like... It's this amazing, like, action-adventure tale mm -hmm. that will make an amazing anime when I make it one day. Um, yes. Hashtag hire me, Warner Brothers. Um, they're not going to, and I'm so sad. Oh, trust me, mm. I feel that. Fun fact, every podcast I've ever been on, I have given a shout-out to Warner Brothers or asked someone to hire me that is in the animation <laughs> department of Warner Brothers, but... Never say never, that's all I can say. Well, as we, uh, just, yeah. as we just discussed, Alan Rickman. <laughs> that's a good point. Maybe late. I'll start making it when, I fit, when I'm 40 or something. Yeah. Anyway, the original draft of Baron and Luthien does not have them going to Sauron's master Morgoth's cave in this slag-filled mountain. They get captured by the prince of cats named Tavildo. And he's a sly little boy that has a bunch of his little cat posse licking their paws around them. And it's like, oh, well, wouldn't you know it here? There's this human and we've captured him. And this elf is trying to like magically sing us to sleep. But your spells don't work on me. <laughs> and he's very, it's very much like, actually, you know what? We can't blame Tolkien for cat girls in anime, but we could probably blame Tolkien for cats the play that's and by worse. extension that's cats worse. the movie that is worse i agree <laughs> i agree objectively so much worse <laughs> we're gonna start a riot cats yes cats the film was a crime against humanity they should, every <laughs> I really I, you're say anything wrong. About, there's nothing else i shouldn't say anything about anything that was made in the past 30 to 40 years considering i went to school for film i'm currently trying to sell things and work in film so i won't say anything that's going to get me not the ability to do that but i can what? say that <laughs> <laughs> well look when i get that call from warner brothers and or amazon prime whatever whoever wants to hire me at this point i'll be sure to put in a good word and uh say that you never said anything bad about it would be, it would be cool if you did amazon prime because then you could go 
just full on R rated like Invincible or something like that. That I cool. know, I know. I'm so. Mm. Mm. That is that is my one worry about the Amazon Lord of the Rings TV show is I that don't want not sex. I don't want any sex. I want this to be the most incel show. (laughs) Just lots. I don't want to even look at a woman with lustful eyes. (laughs) Just lots of death and decay. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not to seem like a shill, but I think that a lot of people are potentially overreacting to a number of different things. Right? Yeah. The the and I, I will point you to the newly released Wheel of Time series, also found on Amazon Prime. Right, the Wheel of Time, a somewhat adult book that goes into some various adult themes later on, and um, you know, is not afraid of potentially showing butts. Yes, uh, I'm I'm trying to be coy about this, but obviously there's there's no there's no you know, no the posterior yeah. episode one of the Wheel of Time. Um, is is just full on butts. If if you haven't watched it, that's a sl- slight spoiler for Land Mandragoran. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's that's that's not a spoiler of anything. Yeah. That yeah, being said, okay. when you when you have to hire people who uh, have to coach people through potentially awkward scenes of nudity, mm-hmm. you have to hire them. So like, are we gonna have the full on like? game of thrones style level of adultness i don't think so we're 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 seeing reports and i i said this before the podcast i don't know if i want to admit yeah i'll admit this publicly um but i'll be a little bit more more uh beating around the bush about it Yeah. yeah um people that i have talked to that know things about things Mm -hmm. related to a tv show that may or may not be the amazon lord of the rings tv series are telling me that it's not nearly as bad as the internet is making it out to be thank god so so we we i will always say let's at least wait until the first episode is out let's let's give them that and and i I definitely agree i think everyone everyone is assuming that it's going to be like game of thrones um, and I don't think anything will ever be like Game of Thrones again. No. Thankfully. No, you can't ruin a series that quickly yeah. again. Like, it I, is it is ingrained in the brains of every single filmmaker or TV showrunner for the rest of time. Yeah, I, uh... I, I still can't believe how bad that was. Um... It was horrible. When, when I read that George R. R. Martin actually flew to New York to beg the producers at HBO <laughs> to go for ten seasons, yeah. I, suddenly I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe I judged you too harshly. <laughs> like, should definitely finish those books, buddy. But, yeah, uh... it's, been, it's been a decade, <laughs> and I'm over it, and I don't care anymore, but you yeah. know what? You do... Listen, I have just fully... Uh, completely non-Lord of the Rings related, but, like, I have just completely given up on, like, we're never getting... Uh, book. We're never getting the Doors of Stone from Patrick Rothfuss, the 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 name of the wind series. Uh, we're never getting the Winds of Winter. Uh, we're never getting. We might get Winds of Winter. I don't think we're getting a Dream of Spring. Oh, okay, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. not a chance we're getting. Unless, a Dream although of Spring. I, I will say Neil Gaiman, I, I think Ooh. I he's supposedly kind of like working with George R. R. Martin. Um, is he now? In case George R. R. Martin, I. Passes not, before does his not time. Make it. Uh, so it, it is my understanding that, uh, or at least this was 
what was being talked about a couple years ago that if uh, George R. R. Martin passes away, Neil Gaiman has been told um, the major plot points. Oh, okay, okay. So he would be the which, one finishing it. Which you know, complete complete side note here. Um, full disclosure. For for just my own morality sake, George R. R. Martin does not exist to finish these books, and if he doesn't, it's okay, right? He is allowed yeah. to live his life, and the television yeah. show gave him more than it. Like, like I, I've always been ever ever since I got you know slightly uh, famous on TikTok, I've been made hyper aware of like the oh, I don't really owe anybody anything. Yeah. I'm just a creator that needs to live a life and also create things. So like. George R.R. R. Martin does not exist or write for our benefit. This is yeah. for him. And I just, not that he's listening to this podcast ever, but just for everybody listening, maybe let's, let's, let's cut Never the old guy some that. slack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, oh boy, man, we really did get off track here. Uh, but there, yeah, was sorry, a point, I do that. there was a point at which I was like, wait, this is a good segue. And that, that was when we were talking about Baron and Luthien and uh, Morgoth and, how uh, he was Sauron's master. Um, I I know the Morgoth story pretty well. I watched like six hours of YouTube videos on it. Uh, Haven't we summer. all? <laughs> I was like, oh, so that's who Morgoth is. Um, much cooler villain than what we got with Sauron in uh, in the movies. Significantly. But, uh, you know, I, I think I would I would love to talk about that because that's a side that people don't really know a ton about. When you watch uh, Lord of the Rings, you get a lot about Aragorn, a lot about Frodo. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot about Gondor and Rohan. Uh, what you don't get a ton of is where the hell did Mordor come from and why is it the way that it is? Uh, <laughs> you get a little bit of that if you play through the Shadow of Mordor game. Um, Phenomenal but, games, by oh the way. Oh my god. It was Lord of the Rings uh, Assassin's Creed, and I will love it forever for that. Uh, yep. it, is, it is everything that Fallen Order should have been. Um, oh... Could you imagine? Oh. Could you imagine if Fallen Order had had the mechanics of Shadow of Mordor? <laughs> I am now. Holy right, crap. right. Um. Oh my god. Yeah. S someone made the wrong choice. I don't uh, live in that timeline. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell, you know, you, I'm sure you know more about yeah, this let's than get just into about it. anybody. You know, tell. Yeah. G give us the the story of how we got from. You know, obviously it's a lot to ask, but how we got from the music that created Arda to yeah. uh, this guy whose existence is purely in the form of an eye in a tower. So uh, in the beginning, there was Eru, the one who in Arda is called Iluvatar, uh, which is the first Did you just uh, line quote of the book. Of course I did. I'm obscure <laughs> Lord of the Rings facts guy. I could probably quote you half of the That's Council true. of That's Elrond true. chapter, which, oh. by the way, the Council of Elrond chapter is my favorite chapter of uh, second favorite chapter behind Baron and Luthien of anything Tolkien has written because it is 45 minutes of exposition mm -hmm. and I love it so much. That is that is where I eat. Is anyway, it, is it true that Tolkien didn't really decide where the book was going until he wrote the Council of Elrond chapter? Or is that a rumor? There are various rumors as to what Tolkien had in mind after he wrote The Hobbit. Um but we do know that a lot of things came about naturally as he kept writing. Like, Faramir didn't exist until one day. He was just like, we, we have, I think it's a letter um, that's, that he wrote to maybe his son or his publisher. It's like, I have discovered a new character today. His name is Faramir. And he just sort of popped up onto the page. And now he's that. here. 
Um, I love so that so much. It's it's really I love the organicness of his writing. So anyway, Sauron's master Morgoth is a creature called an Ainur, which is a spirit created by the god in Tolkien's universe at the beginning of time. Basically, the god of Tolkien's universe makes these spirits so that he can share in the splendor of you know the void. Um, but in being in the void, the Ainur, yeah, the the uh, Ainur create. Uh, themes of music and that is how sort of the physical world is created and much like the weakest member of a band melkor morgoth he has two names basically um morgoth basically uh ruins the whole vibe of the band and like tries to create his own music like imagine imagine going to like a classical uh recital and hearing a harmonica from the audience that's Morgoth with the harmonica. <laughs> I love that description. Yeah. <laughs> so Morgoth is like, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, create all of these beings and these wonderful things, and they're all terrible. And so the physical world is created, and he goes down and tries to, like, start ruling over and creating all of this stuff, and it's terrible. Um, and um, basically, he twists the creations that come from this music the 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 creatures of of middle earth the uh the, he tries to corrupt the elves he tries to corrupt the humans and basically creates this uh evil the the orcs were elves once that have been corrupted mm-hmm. and the um the the humans of of the south the, the southrons the haradrim the the easterlings all of those people paid tribute to sauron because of the evil that morgoth created and basically if you read the book the silmarillion which is more or less morgoth's story he goes into or tolkien goes into detail about basically how you know there was this sort of satan like character that um that basically started a blood feud between the elves and he for like 500 years and never really stopped being evil. And it was the seeds of that evil that created Sauron. Yeah. The the story very much reminds me of, uh, of paradise lost in, in terms of like, yeah. And, and that's certainly, I mean, Tolkien, obviously very devout, uh, very devout Catholic and converted CS Lewis to Christianity. And, And you know, CS Lewis was like, I'm gonna put a lamppost here because you said not to. (laughs) And then he's going to make Jesus a lion and yeah. just going to rabbit. I, I, I do yeah. love how much Tolkien was like, I hate allegory. Allegory is the worst. I will never use an allegory. And C.S. Lewis was like, well, if, I, I mean, more for me, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, he, <laughs> and he, it's funny that Tolkien like publicly admitted he didn't like allegory because it is so easy to make allegories to like out of his work <laughs> out of the lord of the Rings, right like the i can't tell you how many people are like are you sure the lord of the rings isn't just based on world war ii because like <laughs> it's at full disclosure it's not it's it's not uh yeah it's it's yeah it's it's crazy oh but uh yeah so how do we so uh, obviously morgoth is like the big bad guy of of the silmarillion even though he's kind of the main character um but uh we get to you know the the end of the second age i mm-hmm. uh, um and we you know we the the torch passes to to sauron right um how g- give us give us who sauron is and how sure. he comes to power 
Sure. So Sauron is another creature uh, uh, called the Ainur, spirit created at the beginning of time, basically the same thing as um, as Morgoth, only slightly different. So Morgoth is uh, what's known as a Valar, which is uh, an Ainur that came down to Middle-earth and started ruling over it. There are 14 Ainur. Um, Morgoth basically trained Sauron because Sauron is what's known as a lesser spirit called a Maya. And Sauron basically was like, all right, I'm going to work for you. You're going to give me a bunch of power. I'm going to be your, your lieutenant, or as, as Tolkien and, and those in the UK say, lieutenant. And um, I don't know your audience demographic, so maybe the, the UK folks. The US. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be your lieutenant, your right-hand man. And then, um, spoilers for the Silmarillion. <laughs> Look away if you don't want to now, or close your ears. Eventually, Morgoth is defeated. And... Uh, that's basically that's basically the gist of it. Morgoth is defeated, and Sauron is like, "It wasn't me. He tricked me. It's not my fault. Please don't throw me into the <laughs> void." Which the void is the the jail that uh, that Morgoth gets thrown into at the end of the first stage. Mm-hmm. And so Sauron is like, "All right, cool. I'm just forgiven. I'm gonna hang out in Middle Earth, and I'm not gonna worry about the Valar over there." Yeah. And so he gets a bunch of power, and is like, "Hmm." I think I want to get a little bit more power, but eventually he is captured by Aragorn's ancestors, uh, the Numenorians, who live on an island that is basically Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And he um, he goes to uh, he goes into battle with the Numenorians, and he loses, and he comes to Numenor as like a prisoner of war. And then, in true Sauron form, he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna do my best to." sort of sneak into the good graces of these people and maybe really, like really quick not to yeah. not to interrupt oh, no, please, but uh, please. when when Sauron goes into battle against the Numenorians obviously in the Lord of the Rings movies in the original in the main trilogy we're looking at these armies of orcs clashing with armies of men and sometimes mm-hmm. they're supplemented by auxiliary re- regiments of southerns and Herodrim and uh, Easterlings but who's who's Sauron leading into battle against the Numenorians Sauron at this point is leading orcs and humans that will side with him. It never really changes. There is always that element of I'm going to fight with these orcs because the orcs are corrupted elves and evil and I'm going to fight with the men that rather than recognize the evil are tempted by it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a really good line from one of my other favorite series of all time, Dune. It's not that power corrupts. I'm paraphrasing, but it is not that power corrupts. It, it is that power attracts the corruptible. And in that sort of same vein, Sauron attracts, right? It's a good quote, isn't it? It's a good quote. Sauron's power attracts the corruptible. Those that, like Wormtongue, or Sauron, that would be corrupted and fall to this, like, idea of, I I could use a little bit more influence in my my little neck of the woods, yeah. And so it... Influence? Yeah. Can I get some info? Yeah. So basically, Sauron realizes that what he can't do in I'm going to defeat you with my army because Mm -hmm. he loses that battle, he says, I'm going to defeat you from the inside. Think of it like Zemo from the Captain America Civil War uh, movie. Zemo is like, I can't destroy the Avengers through raw physical force. So I'm going to make them destroy themselves, have them fight amongst each other. And that's exactly what Sauron does. He takes a beautiful elvish form named Anatar, which, by the way, if anybody sees a character named Anatar in the uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon TV show, big red flags, that's Sauron. Sauron. (laughs) Um, Potential spoiler, but, you know, at this point, the books have been out for 40 
ish 50 years um, not exactly a new story that we're looking at here yeah no not at all not at all um and basically sauron is like i'm gonna corrupt you and over generations he does and yeah. numenor eventually falls because sauron convinces the um the the uh numenorians to try and go attack the lesser gods the valar in the undying lands and they all Technically, they don't all die. They all get uh, caught up in a sinkhole, and as legend goes, they're trapped underneath the earth and will be freed at the end of time. Of course. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Definitely no no allegories here. Uh, <laughs> ever, the more I read Tolkien, the more I'm like, I am reading the Bible with elves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you absolutely are. You that, absolutely are. That is are. how I describe the Silmarillion to people who haven't read it, by the way. <clears throat> I always, I always like, say it is just the Bible in the lord of the rings it is the lord of the rings bible um yeah 100%. absolutely is uh, absolutely is but uh the the other one the one i had actually do not know the answer to at all i'm not asking this for the audience's benefit what why is mordor like that <laughs> right like, so what? there's the, no way it was created like that so how does it get like that? so uh if you read the silmarillion you know that morgoth created the mountain range of uh thangorodrim which is the main sort of mountain uh area uh and sauron in a way kind of was able to sort of shape part of mordor and the tower of barador and uh, just as a quick side note because i i assume you've played the shadow of war and shadow of mordor games i played shadow um, of mordor i never actually was able to play shadow of war it's very good. Both games are yeah, phenomenally got, done. Um, not all of Mordor is like that ashy volcano area. Yeah. There is a place called the Sea of Nornanen, which is obviously it has water. So there's mm. cultivation and water and like things that are able to be to be uh, uh, turned into like farmland because Mordor needs food, right? Like right. maybe George R. R. Martin cares too much about Aragorn's tax plan, <laughs> um, but there is a certain level of like realism, like. Yeah. Oh, where are the farms? How do you feed the orcs this slop? Um, so yeah, Sauron basically takes the Mordor area and like not necessarily completely changes the landscape, but sort of shapes it to his own desires. Gotcha. But why why black? Why why is it so depressing? Like <laughs> it's just Because Tolkien Honest, if you want like the actual answer, like not the in-universe answer, it's like because yeah. he's dark and his soul is evil. No, but like honestly. Tolkien took his experiences in World War I and basically made a one-for-one -one copy of Middle-earth in Mordor. <laughs> if you take look, yeah, exactly. You look at the Battle of the Somme or Passchendaele or Verdun, any of those World War I battlegrounds that are just filled with pits of water and you know trees that have been cut down and just dirt and grime and muck mm -hmm. that's mordor that's also Passchendaele. that's also verdun i know we kind of get it with blind guardian but could you imagine a sabaton album about the lord of the rings <laughs> that would be intense like oh i just price of a mile but it's about the black gate <laughs> oh I don't know if you listen to Sabaton at all. But I do not, yeah, sadly. They are. Uh, have you listened to Blind Guardian at all? I have not. No. It's, Blind Guardian is kind of this cool, like, uh, very much kind of like a cross between Queen and Led Zeppelin in terms of like 
musically like stylistically a oh, little bit oh wait 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 yeah sorry i'm googling as you're talking yes someone recommended yeah. me this album i have listened Twilight to this Middle Earth. once through. yes 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 so it's they, they went you know they they took led zeppelin being like we're gonna make a whimsical little song that's you know it's a little bit of lord of the rings but they just were just like bit. we're just gonna make an entire album about the first age yeah and they, did. Like, and they did yeah, and they did yeah but it sabaton's i <laughs> Sabaton's actually they, they do like real history and they have uh, an entire album called The Great War uh, that's just mm. all about World War One. It's a mm. phenomenal piece of music. Uh, if I can suggest one thing to everybody watching right now, uh, after the show, go listen to Seven Pillars of Wisdom. It's about Lawrence of Arabia and Ooh. it is just it's such a good song. Um, it, it's like one of those things that like will just get your blood pumping in like a really like mm, let's go away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, just the movie Lawrence of Arabia from the 60s is... I am the worst film major <laughs> yeah. ever. I still haven't seen it. It is... Uh, <laughs> Alec Guinness plays a um, Arabian uh, leader. So it is from the time period in history when English men were just playing every single race with a tiny bit of makeup. Yep. Um, you know, instead of hiring... Yeah. Racially appropriate actors. Yeah. It's uh, not a great look. But oh, uh, the 60s. just phenomenal. Phenomenal film, phenomenal story. Um, and it's about World War One. It kind of gives you an idea of what, what was going on there. Speaking of uh films and or like media where British people are playing uh people of other races, um something a little bit more modern is has anybody seen Chernobyl here? No. I have I've seen clips on YouTube, but I've seen I've heard very good things. So I just binged it last Sunday because my roommate was like, "Have you watched Chernobyl yet?" Because he's big in movies and things like that too, even though that's not what he went to school for. And I was like, "I remember seeing stuff about it, and I hadn't watched it." He like he had me watch the first three episodes, five episodes on HBO. He had me watch the first three episodes that Sunday night. I could barely sleep. It is terrifying nuclear power is an absolute oh, nightmare yeah. when you look at it, it well, even remotely more closely than I, we well, do as a society is, yeah show, I, like it shows I love the idea of happened. thorium salt reactors yeah. though like well, it, it, it it shows you why it happened from a per, like a human and technological perspective and why it could almost never happen again like, mm -hmm. quite literally because they did literally everything wrong and intentionally too and they explain, yeah it's it's crazy and the most the most crazy thing is ninety five percent of the show is exactly what happened. Yeah, like there are large swaths of the show that go second by second, word by word, what exactly happened. Wow, it is it, yeah, it's that good a documentary because the people in the scenario recorded the information so well, and it's like there are so many instances in the show where you're watching this and you're like, this is so unbelievable. I wouldn't believe it if I didn't know it actually happened. Yeah, it does seem like one of those crazy scenarios that you're like, there's no way this would happen in real life. Yeah. People aren't that stupid. And they are. Yeah, <laughs> they there's, are. there's, there's so, many, so many more elements to the story. I don't know how well-versed you guys are on just the, the history of it in general. The outline of what happened. There are so many other things that occurred other than just the explosion that you're like, how could they let that happen? Like, it's just insane. Worth the watch for anybody who's watching as well. Just... I've literally, after watching it, I now have five other of my friends and my parents watching it as well. It's just that good. 
So anyway, that's that was a really random tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, that's what that's what these podcasts are about, right? That's you you talk this. about one thing and then you go down the rabbit holes. That's that's True. why we don't script these. Yeah. Have, yeah. have you ever listened to like a scripted podcast on Spotify? I try not to. They're they're just like it's uncomfortable, and the people who read them always sound like they went to school for like broadcast journalism. Mm. And they just, like, every single... <laughs> but you don't sound like it. <laughs> when I you, had theater when, draining. I was yeah, a theater you, you, kid. You speak like a like a kid who, you know, yeah. grew up, like, reading lines in a way that was supposed to be believable, not that yeah. was supposed to emphasize every third syllable of each word. Yeah, Make well, sure, that's, that's, what you're, like, that's what you're taught. That's what you're yeah. taught. You're basically told, yeah, like, like, look, you can't yeah, have an accent. I don't care if where you work says the word y'all, which... I picked up in my own vernacular uh, in doing so. But like, yeah, you can't be uh, a journalist anywhere and have any sort of accent unless, unless I will say sometimes folks in the South uh, do have like that sort of vernacular um, and in like maybe the Midwest ish, but like it is beaten out of you from day one. Yeah. There were, there were a couple that I was trying to listen to when I, back when we were talking about the Donner party in episode like six, um, uh, and I was trying to listen to this one podcast about it and I just couldn't sit through it because it was so much like news anchor, just the, the cadence and everything drove me insane. And I had to turn it off and like, I yeah. listened to a much longer, more windy version of it, but at least like I could, I could deal with the voices. Yeah. Um, I, good evening and welcome to the six o'clock evening news. I'm exactly. Don Marshall. Your top exactly. story tonight. It's yeah. Like all of that, that whole case. And it's, it's developed over years. And as people go, you get a little bit better at it, but yeah. it's, but do, yeah. they do the same thing in print journalism to an extent as well. Cause that was my other degree. I went for film and I went for journalism. Cause my parents nice. like, you're not just going to go for film, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I was like, yeah, fair enough. Um, not that I have much of a choice, but in, in print journalism as well, it's like, it's, style comes like they essentially tell you it's like your style will come 10 years from now once you've figured yep. out how to do all of this properly and it's like get rid of every word that doesn't belong there and then once you have that if you're below the word limit that you need to fill the actual page then you could fill in a couple words here and there mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's like it is so it's beyond clinical and yeah it's oh it, it's yeah so yeah yeah and and it's it for for me being you know the video journalist it was mm. all right opening line soundbite or you start with the soundbite opening lines another soundbite from the same person do the stand-up where the reporter is on camera but that's not everything that came ha out of this you know tragic accident yeah. you go into someone else who has an opposing viewpoint and it's just like mm -hmm. it's it's a lot it's yeah, a lot it's i i yeah i i have to say i much prefer the the way we've decided to do things where we just sit and have a conversation even if it gets windy sometimes and like we lose track because i feel like I, you know it, the reason people actually tune into podcasts and stuff is because they like the hosts yeah, yeah. you know you can go find any of this information it's because you know you're now hang you're, on hang on are you trying to say that there are other podcasts with three skinny white guys just talking about what they're passionate about so many of them uh, are you kidding? We're not unique in this aspect. I, I think it's so funny because there's like the yeah, it's true. We have the puppy. Um, uh, he's being fair. very he's being a very good fair. boy. He just wanted some. Attention. He's the real star of all this. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. That's and he deserves it. No thoughts yeah. whatsoever in his head. Um, but yeah, it's it's so funny because uh, we were joking summer of 2020 
about starting a podcast because we were all locked down and there was nothing to do. We were like, oh, we should start a podcast and just talk about, you know, whatever. And all of our all of our friends were kind of like, nobody nobody's going to want to listen to that. Like, why would you do that? And of course, I'm sitting there like, I don't know, it'd be fun to have a conversation about something once a week. Yeah. Um, well, if people think it's fun to listen to, they, they do. But uh, it's – and then I came across something that was like – the you know why does every every single white man turn 23 and start a podcast and then of course we turn 23 and start a podcast. we all do it we all do it uh, yeah. it's it's a tw- let's start a podcast is the gen z and uh millennial we should buy a bar yeah um, well to be fair i have had at least five different friends in the, over the course of the past like three years say we should do a podcast about this together and i was like sure and this is the only thing never actually happens. did anything yeah. about it yeah, it's the it's the high school equivalent of yeah we should hang out this weekend and it never happens. Never. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, Lord of the Rings stuff uh, has been an absolute joy yes. to discuss, and I thank you so much for having me on. Uh, yeah. This has just been a blast. Thank you for coming Thanks on for with us. Here. I know it's it's getting towards eight. I think we will probably stay on to do super chats. Yeah, we'll stay on for another half hour um, for super chats. But you are welcome to. You can you can stick around if you want to, but I don't want to keep that state. No, I I apologize. I we definitely should have talked about this beforehand. But again, we're just three white dudes talking. Yeah. Um, I do I do have another engagement. I apologize. Go for it. Go but um, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, can I shamelessly self promote myself? Absolutely. We would okay, be cool. insulted if you didn't. For those that don't know who I am, I am Don Marshall seventy two. Uh, that is all of my social media stuff: um, Twitter, which I never use because it's a terrible website; YouTube, which is just like compilations of my TikToks and Twitch channel. I'm on Twitch, which is my other thing, um, and then TikTok obviously is my main one. Um, if anybody likes Dungeons and Dragons, I'm currently in the process of writing a what if scenario like Marvel of what would have happened if they actually did take the Eagles to Mordor. And it's <laughs> terrifying, and I'm very like it's the only thing I'm going to the talk Eagles about. The Eagles are months. going to rule the world uh, with an iron fist. You have seen my video. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I, just, I watch you so much. your stuff. I wasn't joking. <laughs> no, no. Some sometimes people are like, oh, I've never actually seen the Lord of the Rings. I no, didn't really no. think. Yeah, it's, it's that, that could have been thing. a whole other conversation. I'm glad we didn't get into that because I would have been <laughs> uh, if you're, for if hours. you're a sponsor yeah. or you're interested in sponsoring me, please at least, for the love of God, have watched The Lord of the Rings before <laughs> you say I would like to sponsor. Yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair ask. I can count on multiple hands and toes, and then some tally lines after that. The all right. people that have been, yeah, it's been <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Uh, all right. Well, all right. thank you so much for stopping on. We had a thank great you. time, um, and I wish you luck with your Twitch stream. Thank you very much. And likewise to you, a uh, big fan of yours over on uh, TikTok. And Thank you. Go follow. And, and I'm, I'm sorry, other other Aiden. I yes. confess I don't know your last name. But, You're Thornbury. Uh, yeah, Thornbury. Yeah. Thornbury. Yeah. Uh, are you also on TikTok? Can I follow you? Yes. Or? I'm on TikTok. I just don't really post. I've considered doing something, but at the same point, I was like, but what would I do? Yeah. So, <laughs> he's a at, director, passionate at director Aiden. Fair, yeah, I could just do film or like story things and stuff like that. I well, maybe not because you apparently stuff. know nothing about you know film from before. You know nothing, John. <laughs> mm. I bet your favorite director is Quentin Tarantino. You'd be surprised; it's not. Okay, good. That's that's just like the stereotypical every college sophomore who majored in yeah. film that I knew. I was typical film guy from like twenty years ago. My favorite Spielberg. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. That's respectable. That's better. I, I can do it. A lot better. I can do it. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Don. 
gentlemen thank you so much i appreciate it um just just because i don't want to leave you hanging do i just hang up from this call or is that going to mess with anything no you're fine no you should be fine just hang all right right. excellent (laughs) thank you so much see everyone thanks bye-bye all right and now it is and then there were two yes so we are going to go to super chats but before we do that i want to remind everybody still here that we are back to doing our monthly donation goals, and we actually did write them down. We know what they are. We're very close to the two hundred and fifty dollars. Remind me what the two hundred and fifty dollars. Here are how those go. And remember, this is how we finance the show. Uh, whether you send a super lives. chat or not, we really appreciate it. And uh, you know, this is this is kind of our way of making it interactive. As well as you are welcome to ask us any questions. Uh, So the donation goals are as follows. Uh, At $250, Aiden and I will make a very high-class YouTube video wherein we make Wendussie-themed cocktails. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. For $500, I will wear the Make Wendigos Great Again hat in Hot Topic so the goth girls will degrade me. Um, For $750, Aiden and I will attend a bar function wearing old greg cosplay i will be old greg he will be uh what's his name what's the other guy's name i can't remember the other guy's name um but he'll be the other guy and for a thousand dollars aiden and i will finally shoot the sexy calendar uh and for five thousand we will both do the the podcast and made outfits um so you know we don't expect to hit that one but i will allow us to get into things uh i actually can't see the the chats, uh, if you want to, like, maybe maybe we can, like... I like reading them. But can we... I just want to be able to see them. I like reading them. Okay, can you just tilt the goddamn computer? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, is long for nine ninety nine. Thank you, Thank Liz. you, Liz. Good to see you we again, you. as usual. Uh, said, number one, I have sent the list. I sent it to the email. And I saw two, the list. Please tell me y'all are not sick. I'd have to drive to PA and make you not sick. That's a threat and a promise. No, I am. I am not sick anymore. He might be. Um, it is entirely possible. Are you sick? All right, am I going to get sick? Any other super chats, anybody? <laughs> One of your money goals should be the love you for infinity TikTok trend. I don't know what that is. Does anybody have five grand I can borrow? <laughs> no. <laughs> My bank account is drier than the Sahara, and I need to buy Christmas presents for people. Is I am, I am so fucked on uh, Christmas presents. Why? I just have not gone shopping at all. Uh, when are we doing the Secret Santa? That's a great question. We should ask. Uh, we should ask the group. We should. We should ask the group. Um. What else? Asian middle name Thornbury. You better not be sick. Aloysius. The middle name is Aloysius. You can call him Allie. I'm getting better. I do indubitably try to convince you in the moment that I am in fact increasing in health status. But I can neither confirm nor deny the level at which I am currently healthy. I do enjoy this voice. I may continue speaking as such. I hope you don't mind. Um, anyway. The child is at our feet. You guys are having an interesting uh, conversation in here. Oh, the milk chain. There There's it is. There's the milk. 
See, I didn't get to see the chat at all during this. The so. dairy. Well, you were busy talking yeah. to the guest, being kind and polite. And Ooh, Emmy's like back. Meanwhile, I had to answer messages from my boss, so I hope he didn't appear too rude. Oh. Yeah, I, I I don't know why the uh, most of our regulars aren't here. I feel I feel abandoned. Um, yeah, well, uh, Iz was saying in there that she thinks it may have been... Um, the people a were not a may not be accustomed to us being on Wednesdays. That's true, and b may have missed the info. Uh, I have not watched the get tick. I'll be driving to PA. Also, if that's really your middle name, I'd be so sad for you. I think it's James. Well, it is actually his middle name. My full name, and please don't find my social security number afterward. Um. My full name is Aiden Aloysius Thornbury. Your social security number is 16572-5022. Please don't steal my bank account information. <laughs> and don't try and get a new birth certificate, because I need the one I currently have. Why are you doing that voice? I love it. It's really fun. Milk soup equals... 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 Warm cereal. Yeah, I miss glass. Glass isn't no. here. No yeah. vague warnings. Yeah, no vague warnings and soup. No soup either. Well, unless we're talking about... Good vague about warnings. Good soup. Milk soup. Milk soup. Are you like... you? Do you like milk soup? Yeah, we, uh, we actually weren't sure that we were going to be doing this week's show on Wednesday until Monday night. Wait, wait. So Iz says, y'all didn't really tell us you were switching and I had a bit of anxiety Monday because y'all never said anything. Guess who showed up here to do the podcast on Monday? Not knowing it was Wednesday. Assuming it was Monday. Not him, he lives here. I was actually not here. Oh, there goes the call. Bandwidth patrol? How do we, uh, how do we fix that? Currently working on uh, webcam source. Yeah. Hey, we're back. Yeah, that was just because we stayed in the Discord call, and then it just automatically kicked. Is said she has a vague warning. You can go. Feel free to give the vague warning. Did you watch Lunatic? That the name Aloysius came to mind. What? Don't know what that means. Nope, that's just my middle name. I guess that makes me a lunatic. Well, we knew that far earlier than that. Um, uh, should I duct take my whole leg this time? Doesn't sound good for your health, so probably not. Um, I guarantee people would pay for it. Pay for what? Checking if uh, stuff. Huh? Uh, looking at some stuff. <laughs> no, I gave a vague warning earlier. What was it? Yeah, what was the vague warning? What's your vague warning you're giving right now? <laughs> uh, I don't know what to do with the rest of our time. I know, neither do I. I have nothing to say. Yeah. We're not usually on time when we start. No. What is the love you for infinity? What What is that? What does that mean? 
I feel like I know the thing. It's like, I love you, Pouring Ben. I know the sound, but I don't know what the trend is. Neither do I. Is that supposed to be me with the... Because I have blue eyes. That's, that's literally... I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, we've said everything we want to say. Nobody appears to have questions. Mm-hmm. Do, we, do we just end early? It was just warning and soup. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, the warnings are always quite vague. <laughs> they like, are. Like, extremely vague. What's your island? Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds cool, but what's the island? <laughs> She's like, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Pen Island. <laughs> Pen 15. Also, what the hell is that show on Hulu? What? Pen 15. That's a show on Hulu. I refuse to watch it. I don't want to know. Well, you know it started... Somebody our age got pranked when somebody was like, hey, you know what pen 15 means? And somebody was like, ha guess what? It's penis. And then somebody was like, I'm going to make a show about that. And now it's horrible. Oh, it's the ring light. It's the thing where they like put their hands behind their head and then pull the ring light up as it like. Oh. Yeah. Well, you do have a ring light. Somewhere. It's in the car. It's in my car. Oh, what were you? Barbados. TikTok living on the go. Um, Hi, baby. No, I was just moving. You know, as one does. Hi, buddy. Valid. Archie. Hi, bud. You're a good boy. Dad, I tell you. Hello. Can you Hi. see him? He's behind the computer. Perhaps we keep the computer. Jam time? The issue is with jam time that we can't do it on YouTube because we'll have to split revenue with whoever we play songs by. So Aiden and I have to like write our own album. Yeah. We're going to do jam time on, on YouTube. Well, we we need to do that anyway. Yeah. But we do need to actually learn songs. That would be something something for uh, people to request if they have yeah. any. any int- if you have any interest in uh, in Lore Lodge jam time, we're not going to do it this week. Well, there is one request that Iz has given us that we still haven't what was officially it? done. What was it? Barton Hollow. Oh, yeah, it's true. We should do that. Yeah. We'll have to make a... We'll have to make a uh, playlist for lore lodge jam time yes and then we will learn it archie is just sitting here basking in the attention that he's being given yes oh all right well i think that is gonna do it for the show tonight yep yeah i think um so i so everybody knows next week we are having um it's the show will be monday uh you know, because we're still trying to figure that out. But next yep. week we are having Aaron Tomlinson, who uh, runs the True Legends of Monsters uh, web blog, um, and does some very similar stuff to what we what we started doing mm. early on. Um, so he's going to be on, uh, and then the following week, uh, Destiny's going to come on. It's uh, going to be the twentieth. Oh I think. wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really bringing it back on that. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, I I, I want to know whatever happened with the knocking she was hearing yeah. the feathers and all that uh what are you gonna have she, glass on yeah it's a good question um but uh yeah so we're gonna be having her on and then on the 27th we're gonna have uh arum natsar khan from tiktok uh he is the linguistics guy who speaks in all those dead languages oh, cool. so he's gonna come on and we're gonna talk about some uh some ancient words officially requesting more nickelback <laughs> Can definitely do that. Yeah, uh, we've been talking about doing a D&D campaign. Um, we just need to get someone to run it 
Uh, we had a friend who was going to, and then that kind of just fell apart. But we should see about doing that in the new year. Well, yeah, we know plenty of people who can run. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and that will take us through uh, the end of the year. We'll probably open up the year with Wendigoon. Um, been talking to him about coming on again. But uh, yeah, remember, um, you have until the I guess twenty seventh is going to be the last day for donation goals. Um, I think you guys should do the Omega style stream with all of being feral. That'll be a Twitch one. What? But yes. What do you mean? Essentially, we'll need someone to moderate, uh, but they all get in a queue in the Discord, and then we get in a separate VC, and we'll do a stream live, and then somebody will just drag people. Well, it probably uh, Shiv will just have to drag people in and out. Ah. But they'll he'll bring people in as like as if we were talking to them on Omegle. Ah, uh, that's and a good have idea. Conversation with them. so we can have conversations with our proper. I like that. Followers. I like that so, idea. Yeah, we'll probably do that on Twitch. At yeah. Some point. By the way, uh, if you if you are a fan of Arum Natsurkong, uh, his TikTok was perma banned over the Momillennial thing. Um. So, uh, if you haven't yet, write TikTok a tweet. Or perhaps uh, go to the report a problem function in the app and report that Arum Natsurkang was uh, wrongfully banned. So uh, we can help him get his account back and follow his new account, which is just at Arum Natsurkang. Mm. Um, so, you know, go go help go help a, a brother out. Uh, he, he deserves it. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you, everyone, so much for stopping by. We cannot wait to see you next week. And uh, I think that is going to do it. Thanks for stopping by the Lore Lodge. Have a great night, everybody.